What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 84. It's been a long one coming, folks. It is today is uh, July 22nd, 2020. It's not even uh, Tuesday. Did I say Tuesday? No, but I'm saying, like, it's not even Tuesday. Like, we're back after a full month, and we can't How even you get gonna the day correct right. me? I was all, like... I didn't correct you. I'm just saying that was we nervous. are garbage. Oh, it's fine. I, we, I, I think that this is a fully suitable... That's reason fair. to not record. I think it's valid. Yes, we've had For those a long of you not month. keeping up with any of our lives, mainly mine, we bought a house, so we've been moving. So it's We been... being not me and Paul. <laughs> like, you say we like we bought a house. Lauren's Surprise. sorry, yes. <laughs> My fiance Lauren and I bought a house. So Ahmed, you're welcome to jump in and uh, you have a spare room here if you'd like. But you keep saying no, so that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. One day. He said one day. The offer is open now, not forever. Anyways. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Interesting. Ahmed, Ahmed and I are getting a divorce live on camera, except you can't see us. <laughs> getting but a divorce. Anyways, getting back to my intro that Ahmed so rudely interrupted. I'm saying so it's sorry. Not, it's not Tuesday. Yes, you're right. It's Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020, uh, the year that will go down in history as like the worst year ever. Anyways, I digress. Uh, this is episode 84. My name is Paul. If you don't know me by now, welcome. Hello. And this welcome, is Ahmed. Welcome it's like the first time we're recording in like, I don't know, three weeks, almost four weeks. So it's literally a month. We've been on the a... The last time I recorded was June, was June 23rd. Well, we'll consider almost. it an extended intermission. It's been a hiatus. <laughs> a mini The last hiatus. time we talked, it was about The Last of Us Part Two, which yes. I still think about that game pretty often. Like, every time I see a video game, I'm like, hmm, remember The Last of Us? So. Honestly, that was me playing Control and being like... Mm, this is good, but it's not The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, I mean, let's jump right into it. I really haven't done much. We've watched, like, a lot of trash TV, um, and obviously, we, you know, a lot of stress went into buying the house in the past month and all that good stuff and moving, so we've been doing a lot of unpacking, but we've had, like, TV on in the background, and um, we've watched some TV, like, here and there. Uh, what did we... Why do I feel like we watched a movie... Oh, we uh, Lauren Lauren saw the Steve Jobs movie for the first time, and then I fell asleep halfway through it. But I've already seen it. Which one? Aren't there two of them? No, the real one with uh, what's his name. It's like if you look at the cover art, you're like, ah, oh, yes, that's the real one. It's not Ashton that fake Kutcher? one with Ashton Kutcher. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Who's it's the real one, one then? Oh, and man. why is that one fake? I don't need see. <laughs> I don't know the difference. Between the two. Ashton I mean, Kutcher one either. wasn't like officially. There's something weird about it. The one is what? Why do I want to say it's on? I searched jobs. Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay. I searched jobs like it was going to come up, but that's it no literally... jobs is the Ashton Kutcher one. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Steve Jobs is the one that has uh, Michael Fassbender in it and is like regarded as the more real of the two with Seth Rogen as Steve Wozniak. So, uh, sure. Yeah. Anyways, it was good. Uh, and then we had, like, other random movies on in the background, and I don't remember what they were. I think Moana was on at one point. I don't know. Just a bunch of random movies. Everything that we've seen already, so nothing too exhilarating. And then we got our dose of trash TV, like, Hoarders, which was uh, fun to watch because, you know, that's always, you know, quality trash TV. I don't know. Hits close to home. (laughs) Funny. Very funny. Um, As you're sitting in a pile of boxes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally in a pile of boxes. So, I don't know, it's it, not that I'm making fun of hoarding, because it is a sickness, and it need you know, it's I feel bad for people that suffer with it, and I know yes. that it's very difficult, but this man, the way he was living, like, there was literally, like, he was just collecting garbage. Like, 
he was like collecting newspapers. He's like, I want this knowledge one day, and I'm gonna need it, and this is the only way I can get it. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, that's libraries yeah, don't good. exist. <laughs> and then like his sisters came in to like see him or whatever, and he's just like lit, like literally half of the height of his ceiling or of his floor to ceiling, whatever, the height of his house or his, I think it was an apartment, was literally just like p- papers and like garbage, and he would just like sleep on top of it inside of his condo, and his sisters came in and they saw like these jugs of like Arizona green tea, <gasps> but oh no, they were in the bathroom or in the in the closet, and like. Is that apple juice? Tell me that's apple juice, or we're gonna have a serious problem. And he just like looked so defeated. It was so sad. But like, and yes, it was urine in in these big green tea jugs. Why like, didn't he use the bathroom? Could he not get to the bathroom? Was there too many things in the front in the way? Or yes, things in the he turned off the water in the bathroom so that like the the pipes wouldn't freeze. But he couldn't get to the bathroom. It was blocked. Oh, my so God. it was this is uh, stressful. it was. Yeah, it was very stressful. And then she's like, is that human feces I see? Are you <laughs> defecating in this home? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's just the usage of words. It was uh, like, oh I remember gosh. watching, it wasn't Hoarders, but it was an episode. Now we're going on a thing about, like, TLC. Um, my Strange Addiction, and because it's on Hulu, I think. And I don't know. I was watching it with, like, my nieces one night. And this was months ago. And this couple did coffee enemas. Like, they Stop. would just oh lay on God. the ground in the bathroom like five times a day and inject coffee directly five times yes they were like addicted they were like i need it this i need this to survive like i can't be awake any other way and i was like holy shit like this is serious like imagine just laying on the ground legs in the air coffee going where it shouldn't be (laughs) no i i could never imagine that um i can't either anyways moving on (laughs) yeah moving on is right so yeah there's some Really sickening episodes, but you know, sometimes, hopefully, most of the times, but in the times that we've watched, you know, sometimes they get help from like the psychiatrist that TLC sends out, or I guess it is TLC, right? That, yeah, there's hoarders, yeah. So, like, the psychiatrist that they send out, like, helps them and everything. So, so other cases where people are just like, you know, I, I'm good, and they don't end up working, which is. Which is unfortunate and, and sad. But anyways, um, we were flipping through TV the other night, watched QVC. Exciting, right? I mean, they were selling <laughs> Christmas stuff. You are officially 100 years old. Congratulations. I, we were like, I, we were like, what do we watch? And like, we've been literally watching like random YouTube videos. Oh my gosh, we watched this SNL skit um, with Keenan, and I actually sent it to you earlier. And oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Zoom Church. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> It was so like, funny for Amen. No and he's like, okay, but mute your mics. And they're like, okay, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> so stupid. It was so dumb, but it was like good oh humor. God. Yeah. Um, I got to think of what else we watched. We watched like some, I don't know, weird stuff. Um, but yeah, then we had John Mulaney's um, A Gorgeous Man, I think is what it's called. One of his Netflix specials. Kid Gorgeous? Kid Gorgeous. Sorry. Yes. Kid Gorgeous. gorgeous. Man. Whatever. So, and it's like the third time we've seen it. And you know how much I hate rewatching things. Like, yes, we just had it on so the background funny. noise, and listen, I was laughing my ass off at absolutely the dumbest things that I've heard three <laughs> times already. It was so funny. He is he is truly a treasure. A comic. Him and Ali Wong are, like, top-notch. Ali Wong? Is that the one that was recently She's the one that's, like, pregnant? both pregnant. She's pregnant in, like, both of her specials. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We watched that one, yet. too. Yes. Yeah, she's really funny. It's, um, yeah, they... The John Mulaney ones are really funny, though. I just, yeah, yeah. I need to watch yeah. the other ones. I think I've only ever seen Kid Gorgeous, which is the one where he's like the horse in the hospital or whatever. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then there's a hippo with nuclear weapons, and then the horse <laughs> is just freaking out. <laughs> oh, Anyways, we stand John Mulaney in this house. Um, yeah, literally. And then speaking of things it. you should be watching, since you're just looking for things to watch, Avatar, The Last Airbender. I finished it, finally. I don't know if I finished it since we last spoke, but I'm assuming that I didn't because it's been a month ago. I finished Avatar. It was great. It was incredible. It's only three seasons. It's super easy to watch. Um, and then, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but Legend of Korra is now coming to Netflix, so now's the perfect time to binge both shows back-to-back. Um, it's funny because I've watched, what, I think I watched everything but, like, the last six episodes of Korra, and I can't remember why. I, I think it was because I couldn't figure out a way to get my hands on it, like... They also I, like messed up. Like Nickelodeon really screwed up the release of those of that last season. They like yeah. would release it like months later, just randomly, and it's like what? There was no. It was really shitty. Oh, that's right. I do remember that because they weren't like they weren't gonna do it, or they like abruptly canceled the show or something. Yeah, there was like some weird drama. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like it was annoying. But we love the drama. Yeah, Nickelodeon was uh, not kind to that show, unfortunately. But it was a good show. Um. I also finished, I started and finished um, Miss Maisel Season 3, which I think dropped, like, way back in January or something, and I just totally forgot, and I watched it finally. And it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I know people didn't enjoy this season as much, but I th- I thought it was still pretty good. Um, it's hilarious for no reason. Uh, I started Rami Season 2 on Hulu, and that's been interesting. I really liked Season 1, but this season is strange to me. I don't know. Maybe I just... I'm not used to because it has a very specific kind of brand of humor, and maybe I'm just not used to it after having not watched season one in a while. I didn't um, realize you watched Rami season one. I you didn't realize what? I didn't realize you watched Rami season one. Yeah, it was pretty good because it, it's it's about an Egyptian American, and but like, that's the guy that went to Rutgers, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's pretty good. It, it it hits like almost too close to home sometimes. I'm like, wow, this is really a real experience for me, huh? Um, but it's good. I liked it for the most part. Um, season two, mm-hmm. I'll finish it, but I don't know how I feel about it as much. Um, I think that's it for watching. I still haven't seen a single goddamn movie since, like, I think I watched Extraction on Netflix, like, two months ago. And that was fine. But that was it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm lying. I watched The Invisible Man, finally. Um, and that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. The ending was kind of weird, but it was good. Would recommend. It's more of a thriller than like a horror horror movie, um, kind of like a sci-fi thriller, um, but it's good. I liked it a lot. Um, and then that's it for watching. I finished Control. Um, I've been streaming it on our Twitch channel, which was I I clocked in sixteen hours to that game until I finally got like the end end, and I cannot tell you what happened. I don't know what the plot was. I don't know anything about what's going on. It was probably the most confusing game I've ever played. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. That makes um, me sad because now I'm like, I want nothing to do with this game. <laughs> the gameplay was great. Like, it's a lot of fun. They're really cool mechanics, but like, I genuinely have no idea what the story was about. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what was going on. Really? It's just very, very confusing. But, um, I guess this isn't really a spoiler. It's, uh, so they consider like, I don't even, like, I want to explain it, but I don't even know what to say. There, It's, like, this office, it's called the Federal Bureau of Control that, like, basically investigates, like, paranormal phenomena, like, mm-hmm. things that happen in, like, some alternate dimension or the astral plane or something. I don't know. But um, it ties directly into Alan Wake. So Alan Wake is, like, this writer that's writing a story or whatever, and the story kind of comes to life as he writes it. 
um, and they consider that to be like an altered world event or whatever. So like they explain away all of these like paranormal events, like a haunted house or like a creepy doll or something, as being like items that are like connected to some other dimension somehow. I don't know. It's weird. It's really really weird. But I don't know. I'm kind of just glad I'm done with it because it's like I just just so confused and I wasn't like as as roped in as I should be. But I don't know. It was good, interesting. I, guess. I don't think I'll play I, the DLC. I, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out and see if I like it. I don't know. I, I if you didn't understand the story, I have no faith that I'll understand the story. So <laughs> just don't go in expect. Maybe I just expected too much. Like, don't go in expecting to know what's going on, because yeah, you won't. Maybe I think if I like had stopped and like read every like collectible item, maybe I would get it more. But like, I don't have the patience oh, for that. I, I can't read. I I. Uh, <laughs> like I did that for I, Last of Us too because I was hyped. I have but, no patience for that. Yeah. No. The same. That's kind of like um, with Bloodborne. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's light on story, but like the story is if you like, you know, examine the collectibles and like in, examine the environment, you'll understand it better." And it's like I don't have time for that. Just tell me. So with like, Bloodborne, I'm yeah. When did you ever play Bloodborne? I haven't, but I know. Oh. <laughs> Can you please play Horizon Zero Dawn? Yes, it's, it's also on PC now. Like you waited on, long enough. I own it. I, it's next on my list after I finish Wolf Among Us. <laughs> Because I started Wolf Among Us. I just, um, I don't understand. Like, the Wolf, why? Why would you not start Horizon? Why not start Wolf Among Us? <laughs> why would you start thing. the Wolf Among Us? Like, you want to talk about, like, bullshit games that don't matter right now? The Wolf Among Us is sitting up there. Neither does Horizon. Horizon has a sequel announced. I know so the Wolf does Among Wolf Us Among Us. Too. <laughs> the Wolf Among Us is a dead. It died with Telltale. It's, it's not fine. dead at all. And the second one's coming out. And the first one's actually really good. I think you would enjoy it a lot. You should definitely play it. I, I didn't realize what it was about. I thought it was, like, original DC characters or something. I did not realize that it's, like, based in fables. So, like, I'm working... Yeah. I'm, like, the big bad wolf, and one of the three little pigs, like, sleeps on my couch, and Snow White is, like, there running this, like, woodlands, woodland creatures apartment building, and, like, I don't know, Mr. Toad is a slumlord. Like, it's really weird, but it's good. I'm really into it. I've got news for you. I own that game. All right, moving on. <laughs> Did you play it, though? No. Are you of kidding course not. me? Where do you I, own it on? On like, PC? I went through a phase, um, not really a phase, but, like, all the Telltale games were on sale, or a bunch of them were, so I bought, like, the big pack on Xbox. Oh, there you go. Like, years ago. It was, like, 60 bucks for, like, I don't know, all these games. I'm like, I'll play these, and then did I ever play them? No. I played The Walking Dead a little bit, and that was good. Um, yeah, no, I think this one's I really good. And then I lost my save or something. This one's really, really good. I, it's kind of like Detroit. In that, well, I guess it Detroit is kind of like this. I it's like a point so, and click, isn't it? Kind of. So like, there's quick time events, and like you have to like go investigate like different clues around like it's crime scenes. A, it's literally a Telltale. Did you ever play Telltale: The Walking Dead? I like maybe played one minute of it to like see yeah. if it ran on my laptop. They're years all ago. like that. All yeah. the Telltale games are like so, that. I didn't realize that Detroit was very much based off of like Telltale games. <laughs> that was basically like uh, a 3D Telltale I wouldn't go game. that far. I mean, Detroit is based off of like Heavy Rain type of games, which I think Heavy Rain came before. No. No. I don't think it I would say Detroit is more is closer to to what The Wolf Among Us is playing like than than Heavy Rain. Okay. Like, I don't know. You should play it. You'll enjoy it. Um, Maybe I'll play Horizon Zero Dawn for a second time before <laughs> I do that. Such an ass. I'm telling you, you are long. missing out. That game is so good. I know. I'll play it. I promise. No, you don't know because you haven't played it. <laughs> but I know that it's gotten like 10 out of 10 God views. damn it. Play the game. I will. Okay. Anyways, is that it? Shall we move on? 
to our no our play Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, I'll stop the episode right now. I'll play and we'll come back. <laughs> no, in you 15 won't. Hours. Oh my god! Can you imagine? It's not. It's longer than fifteen hours, I think. But mm, that's not encouraging. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it then. Hold on. You know what? Did you ever know there's this website called howlongtobeat.com? No, I did not. How long to beat uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon LMK. Zero Dawn. And while you're there, let me know about uh, Wolf Among Us. 22 and a half hours. Yikes. The Wolf Among Us. Oh, anyways, when I put Among. <laughs> uh. Nine hours. See? There you go. I'll be done soon. Or you can double say. up your hours and play Horizon Zero Dawn. No. Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn is probably like four times better of a game than The Wolf Among Us. You don't even know that. Mm, I say that with confidence. Okay. Anyways, go play Wolf Among Us. You have nothing better to do anyway. Anyways, Besides the way I'm Lauren back. was walking upstairs and like I heard a creak and I thought somebody was here to kill me. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. <laughs> well, the good news is the house isn't haunted, so... It would just be a serial killer, not a ghost. So, oh, know, great. That makes Thank it you. better. Thank you. I love <laughs> that. All right, moving on. So we get into the uh, hot pots. The hot pots? It That's what changing. they are this week, yeah. All right, yes. All right. Hot pots entertainment. So I touched on this while discussing Avatar, but Legend of Korra is officially coming to Netflix on August 14th. Uh, this one comes from Polygon. Um, if you thought all three... Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me slow down a bit. <clears throat> If you thought all three seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender landing on Netflix was the best news of the summer, then you're in luck because more of the Avatar world is landing on the platform in August. All four seasons of The Legend of Korra will drop on the streaming platform on August 14th in the United States. Uh, Legend of Korra is the sequel to uh, Avatar The Last Airbender following a new Avatar in the cycle, hot-headed waterbender Korra. Um, Korra takes place decades after the original show, and though some characters return as old, older figures, it focuses on an entirely different cast of characters. I actually watched this a few years ago. I guess at the same time that you watched it and didn't finish it um, without having watched Avatar beforehand, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I did, because, like, mostly new characters, but I didn't get, like, the references. Um, yeah. So it'll be good to watch it again with, like, having the knowledge of uh, of Avatar. You're going to watch it again? Yeah. I mean, it's been long enough now that I don't remember anything. How many, how many episodes are there? I don't know. It's four seasons. Maybe, Probably. like, 20 a season. Ish. 20 a season, and that's and like 30 like minutes, 20 minutes each. It's like 10 hours, it's 40 hours. You can play Horizon Zero Dawn twice <laughs> in that time. Oh, can you choke? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Do you want to take... You, you were zoning in mad serious, really. I don't know, like, uh, seasons, um, 20 episodes each? I, like, knew that you were going to set some uh, set it up, but, like, I you know, I let you have it. It's fine. All right, moving on to the next piece of uh, dreary news and things that uh, will make Ahmed play this game even more. I don't know. That was that was terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible um, segue. How do you pronounce this movie? Tenet? Tenet. Tenet? Yeah, I think. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. It's delayed indefinitely. Who cares what it's talking about, how, how you say it? <laughs> it's uh, well, it's, it's kind of delayed indefinitely. So it's Yeah, so yeah. this one comes from uh, The Hollywood Reporter. So this movie has been getting pushed back like constantly right so it got pushed back from i think it was supposed to come out initially in july it was like july 15th or something like that and then it was yeah. july 31st and they were like july 15th we're gonna be the first movie to come back when movie theaters open up and it's like <laughs> okay that, that's that's cute thinking not even positive or good thinking that's cute thinking right then it got pushed to the end of july then it got pushed to august 12th 
Um, and obviously it was uh, delayed because of the surges that started happening in California, Florida, and Texas. Um, and, you know, movie theaters haven't been opening back up. So now they're saying, uh, the Warner's saying it will ignore the modern-day distribution playbook for tent poles and launch tenant on a staggered basis. Uh, Studio Insider said the espionage epic will go out first overseas, where cinemas have reopened in many European Asian countries, probably stand their shit under control, but that's mm-hmm. another story, and have begun to reopen in China. Warner's isn't giving the exact dates yet, um, but sources elsewhere say the studio hopes to begin opening tenant in international markets in late August before it arrives in the U.S. in the first part of September, even if only in select cities. They stress that the situation is fluid. However, no shit, Sherlock. So, yeah, this, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I was reading about this, and people were saying that, you know, I guess they're really going for the, this is the new Christopher Nolan movie, right? So they're going for the kind of like the Inception point of view, where it's like, oh, you don't want people to spoil what's going to happen or what it's about or anything like that. And they're keeping a very close, uh, they're keeping it very close to the vest. They're not saying much. And now it's just slipping week to week, month to month, and so on. So they, the whole article really was saying that if they release it in, like, well, let's say China or even any parts of Europe or anywhere else overseas, word's going to get out. Spoilers are going to hit the internet. People are not going to go watch it. So it's just going to drive sales down further. So yeah. I know it's an unpopular opinion. My opinion is release the damn movie on 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 demand or you know whatever you want to do, do it all at once, um, and just and just get it out and you know yeah maybe you'll lose money but at the end of the day I you know what are you gonna do just keep kicking it week to week and yeah I know. think releasing it in Europe especially will be like almost catastrophic for the U S because I think piracy of the movie will you know go through the roof because it'll be officially available and people in the u.s will want to see it you know because i mean i don't if it was like a week early like sure i would wait a week so i could see it in theaters because i would enjoy seeing a movie like this in a theater i would imagine it looks good in big screen it has nice you know whatever but But we talked about this last time and you agreed that you do not plan to go to the movie theater anytime soon exactly i'm saying like if this were like not covid era like if it was like a week thing where like because some movies do get released early in in europe or like australia or new zealand whatever in those markets but besides that like i wouldn't i don't know like i can't imagine myself going to a movie theater once they open to see this if they do in september or even october or whatever like i would rather just watch it at home so make it legally available for someone to watch at home like they do with invisible man as opposed to worrying because like if you're already going to stagger it and you're not worried about a specific like box office weekend or you know opening numbers and that kind of stuff because then you're kind of dismantling the whole playbook as they as hollywood reporter put it so why not just put it out on streaming i don't get it like i don't know i think it's silly but i agree it is silly and um we shall see it's just People are cray cray. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't we glad that we finished the, like the major phase of the MCU before this all happened? Imagine if this was Endgame that was being delayed. Oh, oh my god, god, the stress! On like yeah, on like a week to week, month to month. Oh, that would be that would be very bad. That'd Rough be really spoilers. talk about a tough decision for Disney to make. That'd be that would be terrible. And like the spoilers. Oh my god, S. Thanos is like peeking out from behind your chair on your video. I see him. Oh, anyways. Oh, anyways. Um, speaking of which, what happened? Did you hear that rumor about New Mutants? Um. Oh yeah, I totally forgot to include this. Okay, so I guess we're moving to Disney Plus section. Um, I'll talk about this bit, and then you can talk about the New Mutants. 
Um, so apparently, this is kind of a, a rumor, but it was announced like it was official, but not by Disney. It was announced by some some other thing. So um, Donald Glover is apparently going to reprise his role as Lando Calrissian for a show on Disney+. Plus. Um, this one comes from Inverse by way of a podcast called Kessel Run Transmissions. Um, so to quote, rumors of Lando series on Disney Plus were announced in a podcast from Kessel Run Transmissions, a Star Wars focused outlet that also broke the news of the Bad Batch animated series coming in 2021. Uh, according to the video podcast, Donald Glover will return for the solo spinoff, though details beyond that remain foggy. Inverse also reached out to Disney for confirmation and we will update the story if we receive a response. So this is as of now unconfirmed. Um, as for exactly what the Lando show on Disney Plus will be about, we can't say for sure. Solo ended with Han officially acquiring the Millennium Falcon through some sneaky gambling, uh, so the two characters aren't exactly on good terms in the immediate aftermath. We could see Donald Glover's character build his empire on Cloud City, or Lando might dive into the galaxy's uh, criminal underworld. So, who knows? But, I don't know, could be exciting, hopefully be better than Solo. I feel like Star Wars in a TV format is uh, much more of what we need. Like, the Star Wars universe in a TV format is much more, you know, palatable i guess than any more star wars movies so this could be good so there are so many disney plus shows that i've i've lost count and that's saying something so because i haven't opened disney plus since the mandalorian and no 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 no, no. i'm talking about like disney plus shows that are coming down the pipe oh so i was like did you know that there's a gaston and lefou show coming out no with josh gad and what's his face whoever plays gaston oh it's gonna be live action oh no yeah well (laughs) Let me just see something. Disney Plus shows. I mean, I know about, like, all the Marvel ones, obviously. And I know, like, Mando Season 2. Which, have they finished filming? Did they even start filming? Because that was supposed to be released this fall. Uh, Mando is done, I believe. Okay, good. That's that safe. was done before the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. Good, good, good. I know Falcon and Winter Soldier was paused. Um, I don't know if they've restarted production. But that'll definitely be delayed. As is probably WandaVision. As is, you know, the... Miss Marvel show, She-Hulk, all those. Yeah. Uh, Moon Knight, I think, was the other one. Uh, upcoming original programming. WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This comes from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, the Right Stuff, which is a National Geographic. What? Like, like, here you go, right? So, okay, National Geographic. Untitled Chip and Dale series. One season, okay. 39 episodes. The Walter 39? France, seven minutes in length each. Oh. So they're like, okay. like cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Monsters at Work, we knew about that. That was like in the very beginning. Yes. Loki, What If. Oh, yeah, just, Loki. Just Beyond, Horror Comedy Anthology, 20th Century Fox Television, late 2021. Okay. Star Wars The Bad Batch, Untitled Cassian Andor series, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Big Shot, uh, The Mighty Ducks. I forgot about the Untitled Cassian Andor series. <laughs> Anyways, the Mighty Ducks. Like, when was the Mighty Ducks announced? I have no idea. Untitled Obi Wan Kenobi series, Untitled Gaston and LeFou series, Untitled Turner and Hooch series. Hello, your boy Tom Hanks is is coming back. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) I don't know anything about that one. Uh, unscripted. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, continuations. Lizzie McGuire season three. The Quest Season 2, uh, the, the Quest. Proud Family, Louder and Prouder Season 3, Becoming Season 2, in development, uh, who who the hell knows, who the hell knows what any of this is, Untitled National Treasure Series, this must be fake, 
<laughs> this must be fake. It's on Wikipedia. Okay, but... Uh, Is there well, a source? Well, well, there's got to be a source. Uh, yeah, look at a little citation. 52... National. This was in May. National Treasure TV series in the works at Disney Plus. We we reported on this when it came out. I think actually we might have. I don't know. There's so we're many certainly Disney working Plus on one National Treasure for streaming, and we're working on one for the big screen. Bruckheimer <clears throat> told Collider. Hopefully they'll both come together. And we'll bring you another National Treasure, but they're both very active. The one for Disney Plus is a much younger cast. It's the same concept, but a young cast. The one for theatrical would be the same cast. Uh, well, the third movie is still, this one comes from Deadline. While the third movie is still being written for the Disney Plus TV series, quote, we have a pilot script done and an outline for future episodes. Um, okay. So, with that in mind, then, there are, and who knows if any of this is true at this point, there's there's um, references for each of them. The biggest star in Appleton? Appleton. Wait, Appleton? <gasps> Wisconsin? Wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, there's some weird ones here that I don't know. Untitled Ice Age series, Life and Death. Ice Age? Oh, yeah, because Fox animation. The Night Market, Untitled The Sandlot series, Untitled True Lies series, Untitled National Treasure series, Untitled Willow series, Untitled Star Wars female-led series, Untitled Percy Jackson The Olympian series, Untitled Kingdom Hearts series. Oh, we knew about Percy Jackson. We discussed that. And we knew about Kingdom Hearts. Those were all rumors, so... I guess maybe we're taking rumors. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I can't imagine that they would put a rumor in a Wikipedia article, but who knows? I mean, that wouldn't be the last thing. Anyway, so going back to the New Mutants. So a trailer made the rounds on Twitter uh, and the internet um, that the New Mutants was going to be launching on Disney Plus starting September 4th. So what I'm not know. The trailer looked pretty real, but Disney said it's fake. Why are you taking my thunder? Was that what you were going to say Ahmed doesn't know? Because I did know. Stay in hot poppers. <laughs> yes, Disney has confirmed that the trailer was in fact fake. But it looked so real. It was so well done because it had new footage. It had footage that was literally not released before. Mm, anyways, maybe it's real and they're bluffing. That's what I'm saying. Mm, who knows? But also, At the end of the day, upset. who the hell cares? I would be upset because... It won't be rated R. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a rated or like actual horror movie. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a superhero movie. It's supposed to be like genuine horror movie. But Disney doesn't allow anything above PG thirteen. So, yeah. Hey, speaking of which, did you did you watch Hey Victor at all or um, uh, Love Victor? Sorry, this the Hey Victor. <laughs> it's like I'm like, wait a second, that's not right. Uh, no, I have not. Okay, but it's on Hulu. I know that. But yeah. like, for, I keep I feel forgetting. Like it flew that it's under out. the radar. Yeah. I know a few I, people that watched it and were like, oh, it's just kind of like silly teenage kind of like rom-com. So mm. I didn't hear any like, you know, stellar, stellar reviews. But I'm That's assuming it's kind of on the same um, level as like High School Musical, the musical, the series. So who knows? Show Maybe so it's actually good. good. I don't care what anybody says. I didn't say it was bad. Mm. I, I don't think anyone did, did they? It was so good. <laughs> There's people that probably hated it because they hate fun. Because <laughs> they hate fun and happiness. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Love Victor is good. Um, I'll watch it one of these days, but it's not too high on top of my list. Yeah. All right. Moving out of the entertainment and movie peak here that we have, we've got uh, video game news. Not too much this week. Um, I know next week will probably be a lot more with the Xbox event happening tomorrow, showcasing every game that the Xbox Series X has up its sleeves. So that is super exciting. 
first campaign footage of Halo Infinite. I'm super stoked for that. So can't wait to see what they have. Um, hopefully there's some surprises, um, like, you know, I don't know, a new Banjo-Kazooie or something fun like that, and not necessarily another Call of Duty shooter. So, but I digress. So we've got some review roundups. Uh, we've got Ghost of Tsushima has come out uh, alongside Super Paper Mario, uh, The Origami King. So, Ahmed, do you want to take uh, Paper Mario, or excuse me, Ghost of Tsushima? Sure. Um, so it's gotten a 9 on IGN. It's sitting at an 83 on Metacritic. Um, so mostly positive reviews. Um, though I there were some notable reviews that I saw that were like, it's good, but it's also like just a giant map with a bunch of checkboxes to tick off. And it's like, oh, okay, well, here's another, you know, thing to do, another haiku to read or write or whatever it is, like whatever the mechanic is. But... That doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. Um, like, I think it was the Kotaku review specifically that was, like, nagging on that. And I was like, you know what? I mean, Spider-Man could be said the same thing, where it's just kind of like a checkbox of, like, things on a map to, to check off or, like, backpacks to collect or whatever. Um, yeah, I thoroughly sure. enjoyed that. So I think it's as long as you're into the atmosphere of the game, um, you'll be into it. So if you are looking for a classic samurai adventure, then this one sounds like it's for you. Um, so to quote kind of IGN's little verdict roundup of, uh, of their review, they said, Ghost of Tsushima is an enormous and densely packed samurai adventure that left me uh, completely awestruck with both its visual spectacle and excellent combat. By steadily introducing new abilities instead of stat upgrades, uh, its swordplay manages to stay challenging, rewarding, and fun throughout the entire 40 to 50 hours that it took me to beat the campaign. A few aspects are surprisingly lacking in polish in comparison to other first-party Sony games, especially when it comes to the enemy AI and the stealth part of its stealth action split. Uh, well, that's unfortunate, because I was actually looking forward to the stealth part. Uh, still, yeah. this is an extraordinarily or extraordinary open-world action adventure game that solves several issues that have long gone unaddressed in the genre, while, uh, while also being an all-around samurai slash in good time. Um, yeah, what I, what I did read was that the stealth part was the one part of the game that was really, really, really not up to what expectations were. That's unfortunate because I was like I was looking forward to specifically that because one of my favorite so a lot of the reviews compare this to Assassin's Creed because um, there hasn't been an Assassin's Creed game set in Asia uh, so a lot of these are, are kind of compared like saying it's you know Assassin's Creed Japan um, but one of my favorite parts about like the original Assassin's Creed was like the stealth bits um, and the Assassin's Creed genre or, you know games have since then evolved into being more like you know hack and slash you know rpgs where you're not really focused on being an assassin uh, so i was hoping that this would be kind of a return to that but apparently not so that's not true by the way there was an assassin's creed chronicles game that happened in china um assassin's creed well, chronicles all right not asia it all, was like a, but there was, was no like assassin's smaller... creed in japan yeah 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 it was uh, China, India, and Russia. It was three separate games. But they were like smaller scale games. It wasn't like your typical Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they weren't the like the gameplay I'm line. looking at are like side-scrollers almost. Like side-scrolling. Um, were they in mobile games? No. They were, they were, they were like smaller games made for, uh, made for console. Oh, but, interesting. All right. So moving on to the next one here. It's not Super Paper Mario, by the way. It's Paper Mario, the Origami King. Is it not um, Super Paper Mario? Anyways, I'm fake. No, Super Paper Mario was the Wii release. So, oh, anyways, that's okay. So, um, 
Paper Mario the Origami King is sitting at an 81% on Metacritic right now. IGN did give it a 7, and pretty much their roundup here, and I'll kind of comment on this after. I did watch the video review right when it first came out. Um, this one comes from Cam Shia. Hello, Cam Shia. Uh, Cam Shia says, The Origami King is a truly likable game, despite the shallowness of its new spin on gameplay. Its characters are winsome. Winsome? Anyways. Like, they win over your heart. I think that's what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh -huh. Its visual design is gorgeous, its world is fun to explore, and its storytelling is outside the box and playful. At the same time, however, it could be so much more. Combat is largely unfulfilling, and your journey as a whole lacks meaningful choices. For a series with RPG roots, that's a real shame. So they gave it a 7.0, and I also pulled in a Nintendo Life um, review as well. Nintendo Life gave it an 8 out of 10, and they said as their verdict, or their final verdict, I should say, Paper Mario the Origami King tries to do something different with this combat system, and to be honest, we aren't feeling it. That doesn't mean the rest of the game isn't thoroughly entertaining, however. And while the puzzle-based battles aren't quite what a new Paper Mario game needed, they aren't so awful that everything else shouldn't be experienced as a result. It still isn't the new Thousand Year Door fans will, will have been hoping for, but it's still one of the funniest games in the series, and it's got a truly likable character companion. Companion character, excuse me. And while the combat is far from ideal, the fact that we still thoroughly recommend the game, regardless, speaks volumes about other aspects, every other aspect of it. Um, so, pros and cons. The ha, They make it joys and cons. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> joys. Hilarious writing and a genuinely engaging storyline throughout. A wide variety of environments teeming with character. Boss battles are a real highlight. And the cons are a puzzle mechanic used in a standard combat as a slog. Lack of EXP system will disappoint those hoping for an RPG. And the reward for filling in countless holes of confetti doesn't warrant the effort. So, um, and sorry, this one did come from Chris Scullion at Nintendo Life. So, two similar reviews, both kind of bashing the combat system. I did watch a video on the combat system. It does look pretty bad um, in the sense that it's just very... It's like on a circle, so you like like... It's like multiple circles inside of each other, and you line up the enemies to like hit them in 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 order to get like additional points. So yeah, it's like ring based. I've been watching so my roommates been playing it. Um, I've been watching him like play in passing, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, you have to like line up the circles to like use arrows or something. I don't know. It looks very yeah. It's very repetitive apparently, and so I do yeah. want to play this game. The game looks beautiful. It looks like a very fun environment to check out. Um, and just the, the overall world. And I haven't played a, Mar a Paper Mario game in a very long time. So it would be fun to get into this. So I will eventually pick it up. I don't know when. Um, when I probably have time to play games, that'd be good. Um, but yeah. so <laughs> One of these days. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this one's for me. I never was a fan of, like, turn-based RPG. Um, so. Sure. You know, the whole rest of the show is games that are not for you. What do you mean the whole rest of the show? Oh, you're right, actually. Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Moving out of the reviews for the week and into uh, the Ubisoft Forward event, we've just highlighted Far Cry 6 because that's truly all that matters. There really wasn't any other big announcement, which... They announced something uh, about Skate or something, did they? Or am I making that up? Skate that what EA. people wanted? I forgot to tell you that. Oh, yeah, EA had the event. And literally they got on it. and they're like, we're happy to announce that there's a new Skate game in development. And then they like cut to black and it's like... <laughs> Amazing. So, Great. I love that for them. I'm sorry. I forgot. So, no, that's okay. So, Far Cry 6 was like the worst kept secret, and it leaked out um, probably about a month ago or so. And in that, you know, 
Ubisoft was looking to release another Far Cry game, blah, 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 blah. People were kind of pissed off. The internet was kind of pissed. And then it started to be rumored that um, Giancarlo Esposito was going to be the main villain in Far Cry 6. And everybody's like, hmm, you have my attention suddenly. So Ubisoft formally revealed it um, at their Ubisoft Forward event. But a trailer did leak out like a night or two before then. And Ubisoft pretty much said, I'd have to look at their Twitter account. But it was something to the extent of like... uh, Anton would not be pleased or something like that. And it just had a teaser of like Giancarlo Esposito's character's hand like smoking a cigar. Um, you know, but without showing him, obviously. So let me just see here. Ubisoft. So I thought that was a pretty good way to handle um to handle the leak. So let's see. There's so much. And we really shouldn't even be reporting on Ubisoft news given all the news that's been in all of their news that's been in the news lately. I've honestly, like, I've, I would be lying if I said I knew anything about what's going on. I knew that there was just, like, harassment allegations. Yeah, and apparently that was, there was. That's all I know. I and I'm, par- really I'm paraphrasing to some extent here because I didn't do a lot of in-depth reading, but I saw a lot of the headlines and I looked, uh, I kind of looked into it a little bit. It seems that they, they being the Ubisoft people that were in charge of various games, but mainly Assassin's Creed kept pushing back on having a female lead because women don't sell games and um, you know male uh, a male lead character sells games more than a female lead character would yikes so well that's not true but there is also like some yeah there is some like misconduct and sexual harassment allegations as well so Jason Schreier has an article up on Bloomberg so go and uh, take a look at that but yes, yeah, so uh, July tenth, right after the leak came out, it says Anton would not be would not be pleased. See you on Sunday at UB Forward, um, and they actually did show Giancarlo Esposito's character smoking the cigarette or cigar, I should say. So pretty cool way to handle it. It's like a ten second gif. Um, I give them credit for doing that. So what I did pull is I pulled uh, some excerpts here from Wikipedia because I wanted to get just a very overall synopsis of the game, and they were the best ones to be able to give it to me. So. Um, Let me jump into that real quick. So, coming from Wikipedia, Far Cry 6 takes place on the fictional Caribbean island of Yara, inspired by Cuba, which is described as, quote, the largest Far Cry playground to date, and, quote, a tropical paradise frozen in time. It is ruled by El Presidente, Anton Castillo, who's uh, Giancarlo Giancarlo Esposito, excuse me, a fascist dictator with full control over the island, who is guiding his son, Diego, Anthony Gonzalez of Coco Coco? That's what I was going to say. Yes. Unsure of his own future to follow in his footsteps. Esposito described his character as a leader, quote, trying to empower the people to understand that they need strong leadership now. But it is stuck in the middle of a revolution. Esposito further added, quote, his father was a dictator before him and he wants to empower the people to take their country back. His goal is to use the resources that they have within the country to survive without allowing outsiders to come in and co-opt their scientists, their intellectual property, all of these things. Esposito continued that Anton is, quote, trying to empower his son to take up his mantle and really embrace ideas that would allow him to see that soon he will probably be the next leader in this country. Uh, The player takes the role of a local Yaren named Donnie Rojas, a guerrilla soldier fighting for freedom who attempts to restore their nation back to its former glory. The player can select Donnie's gender at the start of the game. Um, So, interesting. This is the first time that you can play as like a kind of a 
or I don't know, I've, I have literally no knowledge of any of the Far Cry games. Do you, like, create your own character when you start, or is it just kind of a standard character? I think it was a standard character in Far Cry 4. I don't remember Far Cry 5, because I played so little of it. And Far Cry 5... Far Cry 5, for those that don't remember, was the one that took place in Montana uh, yes. with, like, the crazy uh, white supremacist kind of people. Um, and it was good-ish. It was super buggy. And Wasn't it just very much, like, the same? They're all the same. They're all reskins, which is the frustrating Frustrating, part. yeah. Yeah, so, like, for instance, I think they've got... Uh, what the hell is it called? Like, in Far Cry 5, one of the big things was that you can have, like, guns for hire, I think. And that was, like, you could hire people to come and help you. And then this this one has, like, fangs for hire or something like that, where you have, like, so dogs like or something. Basically like the, the same, same idea. Yeah, so Ubisoft is, like, the uh, the royal reskinner of the world here. So, I, I don't I know. I mean, it's... Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon seems like... It would be cool, but it's also just a reskin. Like it's, it's a reskin same thing, with like but... a retro look to it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. This looks interesting. I mean, you know, hopefully it's something a little bit different at least. Otherwise, it's just not going to bode well, and people are going to be pissed. So, okay. and it's you know, unfortunately, it'll probably still sell well. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Ubisoft is literally the king of like, let's just put him in a new environment, as we see with Assassin's Creed year after year after year after year. Yeah, so I don't know, but anyways, I'll take the next one because I know you have no idea what this game is. So I have no idea what any of these games are. Well, okay. I, I know of them, but I like no, no them. You know the, the way I'll your neck, them. the way your neck just rolled when you said no, no them. <laughs> Love it. Let me live. All right, so there was a big rumor that Nintendo was going to have a direct on July twentieth. So July eighteenth came and went. July 19th came and went until the very end of the day. And then at the end of like, it was literally like nine, nine or 10 o'clock at night. And actually we were talking, you, me and Logan were talking and Logan's like, y'all think they're gonna have a Nintendo direct tomorrow. And then like two minutes later, it was like announcing Nintendo direct mini. We're gonna have a short, <laughs> you know, whatever presentation focusing on like third party existing third party announcements or something like that. Or like on existing games or pre already announced games. And it's like, okay, well... Set, they, re- they make sure to cover their bases. It's like, don't get too excited. Nothing yeah, new. they're really like, don't get excited, please. So there's like a lot of rumors going around that Nintendo got severely pushed back on their timelines with COVID and everything. More so than, I guess, Microsoft and Sony. Um, which, I, I don't... I, you know, I don't know. Because I, I guess most of the development all. happens in Japan versus Sony's kind of... You know, they have studios all around the world and Microsoft is mostly US-based. So that's probably why. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's it's weird, but either way. So it opened up to um, new DLC announcements about uh, for Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, is a Zelda-themed Crypt of the Necrodancer game. Crypt of the Necrodancer is like a... It's like a rhythm a, game, right? It's a rhythm game, yes. And it's, it's, like, it's a lot of fun. I'm like one part away from beating it. So it's... Like, you can only move on the beat, and the character, like, the enemies move on the beat, and then, like, you... It's very hard to explain, but it's all beat-driven. It's a lot of fun. It can be kind of frustrating at times. And you have, like, different weapons and stuff, so... Either way, 
And they announced new DLC packs, and they announced three of them. You can get them all in a season pass for $14.99, or the other, you can buy them separately, and one's like $5.99, another one's $5.99, another one's like $9.99. But they're all just different characters. So um, the first one, which is available now, is the character pack where you have five additional characters that join the ensemble of characters. Uh, this comes from Nintendo Everything, uh, which includes Impa, who excels in ranged attacks uh, with the Naginata weapon. And Arya, perfect for players who like a challenge. It's game over if you take one hit or miss a beat with her. Anyways, I'm not playing that character. But pack two is a melody pack. After purchasing this pack, 39 songs will be added to the game, uh, including remix versions of the game's background music. Players can change the background music anytime so they can listen to their favorite songs while journeying through Hyrule. Uh, pack three has additional story content, Symphony of the Mask. Plays the mysterious Skull Kid and venture through a new map in the third DLC pack, complete with new songs and a new story. Skull Kid also possesses the power to change abilities based on the mask he dons. Uh, so DLC Pack 1 is available for purchase now. DLC Pack 2 will be released before the end of October. The third uh, DLC Pack will be released before the end of October as well. Um, and then, obviously, the Season Pass is available starting today. Uh, you'll also receive a bonus costume for Lincoln Zelda if you buy the Season Pass. Then they also announced that a physical version of the game is going to come out on October 23rd for $39.99. That will include the game as well as all of the DLC packs. How much is the original game now, like without the DLC? Is it also $39.99? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I don't want to say it's like 25 or 30 Because that would be surprising if they released it and it's like the same you know, price as the original game without the DLC. Yeah, that wouldn't be too surprising. Uh, it's twenty four ninety nine, so it's oh okay. Oh, uh, it's exactly twenty five plus fifteen. So anyways, yeah. it's forty dollars. So was it always twenty five or twenty four ninety nine? Yeah, it's di- oh, okay. twenty five digitally. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So that's a good deal if you want to wait until I guess October twenty third to play it. Um, then go off and get the physical version. Nah. Um, but you know, anyways, uh, I'll probably get it on a on a sale. It does sound it does sound fun. I've seen like gameplay videos. The um, the original Crypt of the Necro Dancer has gone on sale for like four dollars on the eShop, and that's like essentially the same game, but it's with Zelda characters instead. So, and you could probably even try it for free, I think, maybe on your phone. But anyways, I don't know. Huh. I think it's interesting. I was nervous that it wasn't going to be for me, and then I really enjoyed it. And it just got a little too hard towards the end, to the point that I gave up too easily. So maybe I'll get back <laughs> into it and add it to my list of things to stream uh, on top of all my other indie games that you probably won't appreciate. Honestly, um, that's that was me at the end of control. I was really about to give up, but I was on stream, so I'm like, I can't embarrass myself. I have to beat this game. I think oh I like God. died, and like for a full hour, I was just trying to do the same beat thing. Oh no! It was really terrible. Anyways. You can go go watch the replay. Uh, Twitch.tv slash what the funcast. Go uh, smash that follow button. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> like um, and subscribe for more content. Then the rest of this, I could care less about. Uh, they went on about Rogue Company, which I didn't include here. Rogue Company, I think it's like a free-to-play shooter game. I don't know. It runs better on other systems. Go play it there if you're that interested. It sounds um, like a game loft, like mobile phone game. Literally. Honest. And then WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Talk about like another game loft game. It's like one of those like cartoony like NBA playground kind of games. That oh, releases no. September 18th. I don't know. If you care about that, then go read up on it. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Damn. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster was announced. 
and I believe this one's also coming to PS4. So, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. It's been 17 years since the original release of Shin Megami Tensei 3, known in the US as Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Now, the apocalyptic legend returns in a full high definition remake of the classic game, coming to Nintendo Switch in spring 2021. What, what was this game originally on? PS2. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a Dreamcast game for whatever reason. I'm like, I don't know why no, I've never heard of this. No, you're thinking of, uh, I don't know what you're thinking of. Shenmue or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Anyways. Shin Megami Tensei Five was announced, I think, in like 20, I don't know, forever ago. I want to say 2017, but I think that's too far back. But anyways, it was announced a long time ago. There's been no news about it. It was like an exclusive to Switch game. So they did show a little bit of gameplay and stuff like that. And did announce that it's coming to the Switch. I believe this says 2021. I thought it was all spring 2021, but I guess it's 2021. So Shin Megami Tensei Five, the next numbered entry in Atlas's beloved Shin Megami Tensei series, is coming exclusive to Nintendo Switch uh, in this epic role-playing game. Order itself has crumbled, and chaos <laughs> reigns over all. Shin Megami Tensei Five will have a simultaneous global launch on Nintendo Switch in 2021. So, yeah, I don't know. None this doesn't do anything for me. So, I don't give sure. me more. Give me more DLC or something. Yeah, I don't know anything about a JRPG. Never played a JRPG in my life. Actually, that's probably a lie. I probably played like one. But yeah, you probably played one. Who knows? Um, last but not least, I'm sure there's been much more news since the past month, but like nothing has really stuck out. Um, but last but not least, uh, look at us. We're like actually gonna finish on time. Um, XCloud Project XCloud is actually going to be included on Game Pass Ultimate, which is fantastic news. Um, it's also all the more reason for me not to really worry about. You know, upgrading to an Xbox Series X just yet. Um, so this one comes from The Verge. Microsoft is planning on uh, to launch its game streaming service, known as Project xCloud, uh, free to its Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers in September. Uh, the xCloud service will allow Xbox players to play games on mobile devices or even start a game on their consoles and resume it on their phone or tablet. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate also combines, uh, we know this, X combines uh, live and um, your regular Game Pass subscription. Um, and it's $14.99 a month. Or I think you can get it. We've gotten it discounted in some way. Yeah, it goes it, on there, sale. There's like plenty of discounts while. everywhere. Um, yeah, there's a lot of discounts. So this is super interesting. I think this is the right move to make because there's a heavy rumor going around that Xbox is going to get rid of Xbox Live Gold. So you won't need a membership to pay uh, to play online anymore. But in yeah. turn, you also won't get free games. So, which doesn't really matter because Game Pass kind of takes over for that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome because essentially every single first-party Microsoft game is on uh, is on Game Pass. Um, and the fact that you don't have to worry about, you know, playing it on your Xbox. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on, you know, your tablet, whatever. You can play it anywhere as long as you have an Xbox controller or some kind of controller. I think it's awesome. Um it's the Xbox is definitely all about the gamer first and you know where they want to play as opposed to make sure to buy our new $600 console this fall look at you PlayStation but you know I'm going to buy it on day 1 cuz I need it <laughs> but this is also a welcome thing cuz I don't have to worry about buying two expensive consoles on the same day yeah um, it's it's a very different it's a very very different mentality between the two of them which I think is interesting yeah. I because mean I, Sorry, uh, just a point. Like, t 
to the consoles or in the consoles defense obviously streaming will never be as good as a direct hardware um thing so like you know streaming halo infinite is probably not going to be as great as streaming it on your x or playing it directly on your xbox series x um apparently project x cloud is also based on xbox one s's um so you get kind of degraded quality there um but i i can't imagine that being the case for long because if they plan on keeping game pass like you know up to date or or, sorry xcloud up to date um i imagine that they're going to want to include all their series x games on there as well as they drop and if you're or, I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe that's called selection. They will. So hold on. They will because the Xbox Series X games will also play on Xbox One S. I know that, but that's Microsoft's that whole thing. Forever? But for the yeah. entire lifetime, like I no, mentioned, so for like the first two years. Yeah, after the first two years, it's it's anybody's game. But it's I would say that it would be stupid if they were to say, "Hey, you want console or you want to get like Xbox Series X quality games over XCloud, which you can get for." you know, whatever, $15 a month instead of buying this $400 or whatever it might be, $500 box. I just, I think that's going to be, that's going to be your sticking point where it's like, okay, you want 4K, 60 or whatever you want, you got to buy a Series X where if you want, you know, Xbox One-esque style graphics on your phone, your tablet, which you know as well as I do, that doesn't matter. Like you can't, on a six or seven inch screen or even a 12 inch screen. No, yeah. You're not going to see much of a difference. So, I, ultimately, I don't think it's going to matter. Where I think where you're going to start seeing these crazy things starting to happen with Series X is not going to be 4K or 8K or whatever. It's going to be 120 FPS or unlocked FPS. Where like Gears of War 5, they've already announced that one of their Series X enhancements is going to be 120 FPS. So, yeah. and I think that'll be pretty cool to see. Yeah. So. I guess it's kind of like, because, uh, I mean, Xbox is based on PC architecture, and a lot of PC games play on a range of, like, the whole thing with PC is that PC games play on a range of different PCs, whether you have the latest and greatest, you know, $2,000 graphics card, or you got, like, some budget one from Best Buy for 150 bucks. Correct, um, and that's the same exact so. model they're going with, which, you know, re- it remains to be seen how successful that's going to be over... PlayStation 5, who's saying, listen, you need a PS5 to experience Miles Morales and um, Horizon Forbidden West and all these other games and Ratchet and Clank where, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I yeah. personally think that they'll kind of balance each other out because Xbox is so customer-centric and gamer-centric with the Game Pass announcement. Oh, you want xCloud? Don't worry about it. It's included with a Game Pass Ultimate already. It's, you yeah. know, if they break down that barrier of no more gold, then here, play online for free. So... Yeah, I think they're they're kind of relying on the subscription fees to cover the costs, or like the losses in, in terms of hardware. Yeah. Um, whereas Sony doesn't really have that revenue stream. Like PlayStation now exists, but like, I don't know, it's very limited. It's not it's not the same. No, it's um, not. Yeah, XCloud look, does look exciting. I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I opened up XCloud on my phone, but that's because I've been at home. Why would I do that when I have my <laughs> Xbox right there? Literally. Um, but it, it does work really well for what it is. So this is uh, definitely exciting, and I'm glad that it's not an additional fee. Yeah, no, this is definitely good stuff. Yeah, and I'm hoping to actually make like a Windows 10 app for it so that I can play on my desktop too, if it need be. Um, maybe. Maybe. All right. I think that is it for episode 84 of What the Fun Cast, a full month after our final episode. Um, we'll be back on a regular cadence, hopefully. Uh, yes. 
given that uh, we got now that I have internet, and now that yes. Paul's almost moved in, almost keyword, almost. <laughs> As you look back at all the boxes, I'm like all these boxes. Look at these things. I'm like, how can I make oh, this God. look nicer? It's fine. I, I Progress move stuff around. It takes it time. It's crazy. It's fine, time but now is... you don't have to worry about. Oh well, I might as well just leave this in the box. Like I know it's all coming out. It's all coming out. Set the dogs free. Who let the dogs out? All right. This I knew you were going to do that. I set you up for it, and you took it. All right, anyways. This has been episode 84 of What's the Funcast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.